This is Gianna. This is Mark. And welcome back to the Popscast. Last week when you were tuning in, we def- redefined what it means to be a mentor. Just kind of uh, got some great information out there for you about how there are types of mentors that you can go to in a formalized relationship as well as informal mentors. You can go to places like your church or to score or talk to a friend or somebody at home. And then we took a dive into finding your purpose. We also issued our first pop challenge which is to create your path, starting with where you are now, where you want to be, and taking steps to fill in those blanks in between. We're going to be posting that to our Facebook page. You can find us at facebook.com backslash the Popcast. That's all one word, P-O-P-D, T- well, T-H-E, P-O-P-D-C-A-S-T. Um, so yeah, uh, check us out there. You can always shoot us a message if you have any questions or want to write in. We'll make sure we look at those as fast as we can. Today, we're picking up where we left off from finding your purpose to finding your why. Yeah, and so starting off with finding your why, a lot of people might say, where do I even begin with that? Thinking about what your purpose is here on this earth is huge and can seem really overwhelming. So we just wanted to start off with A few questions you can ask yourself to get yourself going down that path and on that journey. So the first question you want to think about is, what makes you come alive? What are the things that you do, things that you read, activities you partake in, people you surround yourself, that when you're engaged in those things, you feel like you're at your best? You feel excited, you feel inspired. Time seems to fly by. So first start thinking about what makes you come alive. That's what I found when I started my first business. You know, I mean, I liked popping popcorn, but it wasn't until I rolled in the social aspect, you know, giving giving back. Uh, When we started, we donated popcorn bag for bag. For every bag we sold, we donated a bag of popcorn to get to kids that stay for after school care and I you know I was really passionate about that and that helped me say you know get me sort of off the cliff you know yeah yeah um I love what you said it helped get you off the cliff it moved you into action yeah Uh, and that's what you want that initial come alive finding your why you want it to move you into action that's why it's so important to talk about your purpose and finding your why first because it's something you can do again and again and again and always love it and know from the beginning that it's something that you love right and again this may evolve over time don't feel like once you start thinking about these things and you pinpoint something don't don't feel like you have to hold yourself to that for the rest of your life because as we get older and gain new experiences, meet new people, gain new perspectives, things like this will change and evolve. The next thing I want you to think about is what are your innate strengths? What are the things that pretty much come easily to you uh, that you end up being able to leverage into new opportunities? So for me, uh, innately, I'm pretty organized. Uh, A lot of people uh, come to me and they'll look at either my calendar that I have that's color coordinated 
<laughs> if you go home and you look in my closet you have like different types of highlighters and everything and different pens for oh, different stuff. i have about 20 different colored pens that i use and they have meanings as to and probably when like I use different that. colored tabs then too and different pieces of paper and well i don't i haven't gone that far uh, i haven't gone that far but i do have different notebooks that I use for certain things if you go home look in my closet it's coordinated by what kind of top it is colors um yeah you're super (laughs) fly like you're you're so well dressed too like that's another thing that you're really great at. (laughs) thank you Uh thank you uh I am a lover of fashion in undergrad everybody always assumed I was a fashion major and not a psych major (laughs) Because I just love fashion. That's funny. But being able to use that, that has rolled over into a lot of the other things that I'm trying to do. So, one, even starting to, starting an after-school program, you got to be super organized. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got to look super fresh and professional. Look, it's super got fresh. Got it. Things you're good at. Yeah. Um, and then also... As director of outreach, that's, again, something that you have to be organized. You have to know how to present yourself. I mean, what is it? People are judging you within, like, the first 30 seconds mm-hmm. that they meet you. Uh, so that's just one way to speak about who you are without necessarily even saying anything first. It can be kind of overwhelming to, like, think of... Or you can... Overwhelming or... You can also miss things when it's just you that's doing this. So it's really important to ask your friends, too, because I know I'll go and make a list of things I'm good at, and I'll talk to a friend, and they'll throw things out that I don't even think of, like adaptable. Like, that's not something I would put on my list, but, you know, they say that. I'm like, yeah, you know, I guess that's that's all right. Like, I can roll with the punches. You know, I can change plans on the fly. Like, that's that's right. Yeah, and tagging onto that, think about the the compliments that you get from friends or people you meet that you kind of just cast aside. You're like, eh, whatever, you know, <laughs> you know, um, things that you're like, I don't, you know, I don't want to say that I necessarily look fly, but that's something you should accept. And then catalog in your brain as maybe one of your strengths. So revisit some of those conversations when you're first meeting someone or a conversation you said you had with your friend or a family member. I mean, mm-hmm. as we get older, you know, you're like, Mom, you're supposed to say that I'm great. Or you're supposed to say that uh, you think I was the best debater on the debate team. But revisit that and really dig into it. Take it a little more seriously because that could actually be one of your strengths that you're overlooking. Ask your boss. Ask, ask two of your coworkers, you know? Yeah. And then thinking about that, When you're starting to develop what is your why and you're reflecting on all of these questions that we just asked you to think about, something you can do to sum it up is create a why statement. So break out your pencil and paper, folks, or... Not not if you're driving, though. No, not if you're driving. Pull over right now. (laughs) Hit the subscribe button when you pull over, too. Yeah. Or, you know... uh, do a voice memo or something like that. Voice memo. You know, we're in the 21st century, so we can we can do those things. What's the why statement? What's my why statement? No, what's 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 the why statement? Oh, what is a why statement? Okay, I can answer that. So, a why statement is something that you're going to contribute to make an impact. 
So taking it back old school, fill in the blanks. Start out with writing or saying to do. And after that, you're gonna fill in what you're actually going to contribute. So that, and then you'll fill in what impact you wanted to have. So it can sound something like this. Um, this is actually Simon Sinek's why statement. Uh, he is a really well-known author and speaker. Marketer. Marketer, look him up. And his why statement is to inspire people to do the things that inspire them so that together we can change the world. Ooh, that's powerful. It is powerful. That's a big statement. I like that. That's yeah. really great. Yeah. You got me thinking about my why statement. Oh, yeah? I don't know that I'm ready to whip it out on the spot or anything, but yeah, yeah. Okay, and so so look in the Facebook group for me and Mark to actually post our why statements. Uh-huh. We challenge you to post your, fi- your, uh, your why statements there as well, too. Yeah, we'd love to see them. So once you, you know, get into a safe place... You're not driving, riding a bike, or something crazy like that. Go to our Facebook group and post your why statement. We want to see it. We'll comment on it. Maybe we'll read some uh, once we start up again next week. That'd be great to read some on the air. Yeah. Share what our users are thinking, our listeners. I love it. So after that, thinking about finding your why, that kind of moves us in to know what you're good at. Um, that will, one, help you again with finding your why. And also, on the road to mentorship, it's good to catalog knowing what your strengths are, what you're good at, and then also areas that you want to grow. That's great. I mean, so many times, like, I'll I'll see on Reddit or on LinkedIn or stuff like that, it's, you know, do I need a partner? Um, Or, you know, I have this one thing, and it's like, you know, some things you're just not good at and you do need a partner for those things i learned that so when i started popped culture uh, you know i did it because i wanted to learn all the skills even though i had the edge that the education that was centered around them like business and law um and sustainability and leadership i you know hadn't actually practiced a lot of those skills so i was happy to learn all of them and then once i was you know i was able to weed out you know the things that I thought somebody else would be more capable of doing like I can keep my books um, since I have a finance degree like I understand uh, the balance sheet and income statement and things like that but I don't want to keep my books like I don't want to mess up my taxes and everything but like I'll work with an accountant because that's what they're super good at right oh I totally love that Um, so as you were talking about keeping your books that took me back to when I was in school so uh, Going back for School for Educational Entrepreneurship, I felt very confident in developing a program, uh, a program and its curriculum and the pedagogy and things like that. But when it came to the business side of how am I going to make money and be sustainable, that's what I was really looking for uh, with the degree that I had gotten. We did marketing and finance where they forced us to build an entire financial model from scratch. Hopefully with the help of a mentor. There was a mentor, Rich, which I called all the time. <laughs> and Skyped all the time. I called it. <laughs> because there was no way I would have made it even to the second sheet um, in order to finish those assignments. But the thing that was great was I have now this 
base understanding of what it should look like, how things function in a financial model. However, I know it's not my strength. So I know that I will probably outsource that to someone, but because I have the base knowledge, I'll be able to ask intelligent questions and be more informed on that process um, as I go along versus just being completely at the mercy of the skill set of the person that I work with. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I mean, I'm kind of thinking that, you know, maybe we pause here and we say, so what, what are you good at? What, what, what about somebody that says they're not good at anything? Oh my gosh. I find so many people that are like that. I'm like, I don't know what I'm great at because you just take your natural talents um, for granted. You could be, you may not necessarily be able to build an entire financial model, but you might be good at making complete strangers feel comfortable within the first minute of meeting you. And that's a skill that is so transferable no matter where you're going. Maybe you're really good sticking with that same thought process. Maybe you're really good at research and you can find online all the other businesses and look at their financial models, how they're making money, and see whether or not it applies to yours. Right. And that includes your Facebook stalkers, Instagram stalkers. You can use that power for good. That's transferable. <laughs> uh -huh. I mean, I find so often when somebody's trying to start a business, they're like, you know, do I... The, just today, there was a question that was, you know, how do I... You know, do I do the market research or do I pay somebody else to do that? I'm like, no, you have to do – well, one, it's good that you're thinking about doing the market research. Two, you got to do that, and there's so many free resources that you can that, that can help you do that. Right. So all of this talk is kind of like, oh, business-oriented. How does this relate back to finding a mentor? And, again, you want to go back to understanding – your purpose so that leads you to why you even want to mentor in the first place also knowing your personal strengths and weaknesses because you want to carve out a space that a mentor can actually help you before you're even reaching out or looking you said last week i don't know if it made the episode or not but in our intro you said that when you went into college it was a struggle until you had mentors they were able to guide you through the process. So it doesn't have to be a business mentor. It can be a college mentor. You know, I'm new here to Lancaster. It'd be it, My girlfriend is my mentor to the community because she knows so much about what's going on here and all the people that are here. Maybe you want to get deeper into the church, right? Like you can find mentors that are there. Right. And that takes us into our next segment, finding a mentor. Finding a mentor. Uh, I, I will say that, you know, to our listeners, just to give you like a little bit of a pathway, we're thinking about finding your purpose and finding your why and your desires so that you can then go out, find a mentor to set goals. And once you set goals, then you're able to create plans around that. And then you persevere and you persist. And that leads you ultimately to success. One thing that I was listening to that I was thinking about while we were talking about desires is uh, Amanda Seals. She has a podcast. Um, 
what's what's the name of it what's the name of it um small doses it's a great podcast she's only got like 37 episodes i don't really know who she is because i'm not like in the know of like pop culture and everything um but she was talking about the difference between college and education and education is like what you're actually good at what you're always doing are you on the computer are you on instagram are you going to school are you working with other people are you helping a family member cook and like that education is what helps you lead to your goals and your desires. And so thinking about like college down the road. Yeah. Getting a degree and going to college versus getting an education, they're different things. So when you're setting up your purpose and your passion, think about what you're educated in. Yeah. And think about what you're passionate in learning. Like when you were speaking about that, I was just thinking those are all avenues to gain new knowledge or to sharpen skills and things that you already have um i know i know that personally when i'm gonna set up my why statement later i'm gonna say that it's it's probably gonna be a struggle i'm probably gonna run around in circles and say this is so difficult and i don't know what i want to do and all these sorts of things so i've come up with a couple of of rules i think that you know i'd like to share with all of our listeners that are how i'll be thinking about this whole process um first rule is you can accomplish anything you can do anything you set your mind to you can you can definitely do it if you just need to believe in yourself you need to persist and i know even when it's getting seeming harder and harder and harder to do things it's just because you're right next to that next upbeat in your life you're gonna level up as long as you persist and believe in yourself that you can accomplish anything number two is keep an open mind I think like keeping an open mind, not listening to naysayers, not listening to yourself when you want to, when you start to shut down is huge. Yeah. I think usually you're your own hardest critic when it comes to venturing out to take a risk of trying something new or going after something that you really want. You're going to give yourself all of these different excuses. It's going to be hard to figure out this or that, but you have to have in the back of your mind that first thing of you can do anything you set your mind to. If you are willing to put in the work, you will get there. It doesn't always look like the path that you originally (laughs) set out on. It's not a straight line. (laughs) It is not a straight line. It gets very zigzaggy and windy, but... If you keep an open mind, block out the naysayers, including when you're being a naysayer yourself, you will get there. Which leads to rule three, step out of your comfort zone. Be uncomfortable, live on the edge, you know, take that first step. So many entrepreneurs fail, uh, or I, I, sorry, I always go to entrepreneurs, but so many people fail because they never even get started. Take your first step. Uh, we were talking uh, we were talking before the show about Will Smith's uh, post on Instagram that was so amazing just a couple days ago. It's a video. He's kind of sitting there and he seems like he's kind of at like a beach theme place and he's giving a speech on a microphone, but it's not to like an audience that's like in an auditorium or anything. Like it's people like they should be like eating and drinking. And then it cuts to video of people that are on are about to high dive. And his message about is about how you just need to take the first step because the second you do and you're off the edge, you're suddenly free. Yeah. I love that message. 
because it is it's like once you take the first step you send that email you make that call you sign up for that thing it just starts this whole roll of momentum that you really it's already out there you can't stop you can't take it back yeah don't even think about taking it back sometimes i'm like oh you know you have that instant regret then afterwards you know you're like oh should i have said it should i have changed this just let it go yeah you gotta learn to just drop it let it go it's already been done it's got to be decided that's the number one reason like people are slow at doing things it's because they keep thinking and rethinking and changing their direction and really if they just the second they thought of it initially, gone with that and made the decision. I mean, so many decisions don't even matter. So, like, to make them and then to move forward from there, it's better to do that than to just sort of wait around. Right. There was a quote I had heard that said, if the first product or service you push out isn't ugly, you waited too late. <laughs> and that's what it is. If you're trying something new, it, it's not going to look perfect. And by the time you wait for it to look perfect, the moment has probably already passed and people are moved on to the next thing. So just make the jump and see what happens. The worst that could happen is maybe it doesn't work out or there a person says no. But it's not going to, you know, stop your whole life. It's not going to stop the whole world. It's better to try and get rejected than not try at all. And from there you learn things. Why did you get rejected? Why didn't it work? And that makes you... It helps you make an adjustment for that next risk you're about I learned, to take. I learned so much more from my failures than I do from my successes. In fact, I think we're going to plan to hold a whole episode, if we can, just about our failures. Fail so good? Yeah. That'll Fail be fun. so good. <laughs> we'll, we're going to have a room full of people for that. Maybe we'll do like a Facebook Live for it or something. Maybe we'll yeah. go live for that. Yeah. Just embarrass ourselves. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, believe me, it's been... Yeah, a road lined with failures. Um, But that's the only reason why I'm in the position I'm in now. Uh, Preach. (laughs) Another reason you're in the position you're in now. Rule number four, act in good faith. Always have um, your best interests and the best interests of others in mind when you're making decisions and things will work out for your benefit. Yeah, you know, when you act with pure passion a pure heart, you can't go wrong. And things will work out. People recognize when others are being genuine and authentic. And if you have a strong enough why, a strong enough purpose, and you communicate that out, typically you're going to find yourself with a lot of support. You just warmed me up on the inside saying those things. (laughs) That was so good. Oh, man. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. Yeah. That's powerful. Mic drop. I need to take a breath after that. (laughs) Well, now that we have uh, set up some rules and we've thought about our why and our purpose and our desires and the direction that we want to go in, you might need some help. You're going to need some help along the way. You're more likely to succeed if you do. So how does somebody go about finding a mentor? So first, something that you want to do is look at those that you admire already. Look at those that are an inspiration to you and do research on them. This is something we had mentioned uh, in the first podcast was go on their LinkedIn, go on their Instagram, Facebook, and see what are what was their path. Where did they go to school? Where did they volunteer? 
What things do they do in their free time? What books are they reading? Who are other people that they're engaged with? And that can start to jog your memory of other communities maybe that you can tap into. Because uh, again, mentoring doesn't always look like a face-to-face, one-on-one instance. You can find mentors through podcasting. You can find mentors through books, TV shows. YouTube. YouTube. You can find people all over that you don't necessarily have to have a one-on-one conversation that you can draw inspiration and knowledge from. Be if, if then you're taking the next step, you, you know, watch and observe them for a while. You don't have to rush in. And then when you are ready to make it something meaningful, you know, say, hey, you know, this part of what you said really inspired me. That's why I'm drawn to you. I'm looking for some help with this. Do you have time? And some people might and some people might not. And that's okay. Yeah. And I would say make yourself stand out. So while you're kind of studying what they're doing, doing your own research on them, start building up your start building up your own kind of not necessarily resume, but just your own experiences that you are contributing back into the world. So doing a great job at work or you're volunteering or you're just taking on new and different challenges that are outside of your comfort zone. Also seek other opportunities, again, that are not in your comfort zone. So you're taking the initiative to put yourself out there and start doing some of the work that may be interesting for them as well. And then on top of that, show interest in the work that they're doing. So follow them on social media. Like what they have to say. Comment. Um, so if you're in a group mentor setting, show up and have completed, you know, some of the assignments that were. Show up and have completed all of the assignments. Participate when you're there. Give back, you know, because you're finding a mentor in your organization or or wherever you're reaching out to, it doesn't mean you can't then become a mentor yourself for somebody else that's there with you. Right. And then talking about organizations, tap into the organizations that are in your community. If you're a first-generation college-goer, tap tap into pre-college prep programs, those that are going to prepare you for those next steps, give you the knowledge, give you someone to support you, like a summer search that's based in Philadelphia, um, or we even have a taller prep that's based here in Lancaster. You can find somebody that's running a program, or you can probably also easily find somebody else that has gone through the program too. Right, exactly, because they're going to be experts because they've lived it. Maybe, maybe Professor John, a fictional Professor John, is too busy or too overwhelmed to respond about the class that he's teaching but you can find the students that are enrolled in that class and reach out to them and see what it's like working with professor john or what they've learned right and even thinking about other students groups like sororities and fraternities i know recently they've taken a step in building in mentorship formally into their programs i um was a FIMU and recently they have partnered with someone that reaches out and tries to pair alumni with current, um, current, 
girls that are in college to be mentors so that they can be mentored, whether it's through career advice, through life advice, through even I'm moving to a new city and I don't know anyone, um, helping them make that transition. So oftentimes in organizations, there are these hidden pockets of mentors that you may not even realize are there. So ask around, pay attention, tap into those things. Some mentors are going to want more of a formalized approach to teaching and to learning, and some are going to be fine with a little bit more informal approach. So if it's, you think it's going to be a more formal relationship, you can ask how much time that person would be willing to dedicate, whether that's uh, weekly or monthly, whether there are certain topics that that person would like to talk about, uh, and whether the your time with that person will, the mentoring experience will come to an end at some point too, with time to move on. Right, and thinking about that is be a great mentee, be easy to mentor. So being respectful of that person's time. If they're saying they can only meet up with you or speak with you over the phone once a week or once a month, make sure that you're showing up there on time uh, and you're coming prepared with whether you had decided you needed to complete some kind of task or an assignment make sure you're doing those things as well to make it one worth your while so that you can get something from the relationship and also making it worth their while too i think you're touching on like a key broader topic too which is communication and I know uh, um, I was, uh, I forget, I think I was reading a book the other day um, about the different types of people and the ones that sort of, you know, it was about dating and, and love. And there's the one type of person that's kind of like, okay with just showing up and like kind of being closet. And then the other person is okay with like talking. And so those opposites can sort of attract. And that might be good at first, but then down the road, it might be a problem. And... So there's different types of people, and I fall into the, I guess kind of I'm on the cusp, but I, I go back and forth. But, you know, I'm okay to, like, show up. Like, I like to be by myself in a noisy crowd, you know? Or, yeah. like, right? Um, so it's easy for me to, like, to, to not communicate, right? Because I'm fine with just sitting there. But the key that I've learned to healthy relationships, and this is something that I'm still practicing and working on this, but is to over-communicate or to be a good communicator. You know, say what you say, say what you actually have to say. Don't just hold all of those thoughts in and say it in a way that somebody else can understand. And then stick through that conversation too. See it out to the end. Listen, listen, don't judge. And then have this back and forth if you're not able to bring something to the table that you thought you were or if things aren't going the way you thought they were that that you wanted them to then that's that's okay it's better to say something about that and address it than to avoid it yeah i i completely agree with that you if there's some an expectation that was set and you're not able to meet that expectation it shows great maturity and respect to address that in advance to say I know that we were supposed to meet at this time. X, Y, Z came up. Are we able to push it back or we can reconvene in the following month? Um, I think that's super important. And I also think you're kind of touching on fit. 
not everybody is going to be a great mentor and mentee pairing. Right. So, again, before you jump in and you start saying, are you my mentor or can you be my mentor, you want to make sure that the pairing is going to be a good fit. So something you could casually do is say, hey, do you want to hop on and just have a phone call? And when you do that, make sure you have something that's specific and actionable, whether it's you have a specific question that you want to ask them or there's a specific task that you could use their help with figuring out. And get a feel for them, let them get a feel for who you are, and then later on you can decide if this is something you want to be a little bit more formal and regimented, built out. It's not speed, it doesn't have to be speed dating, you know? Right. You don't just have to go in for the ask and get the info and run away. I mean, you gotta play the long game here, right? This is somebody that could have infinite knowledge to help you throughout your life, and to go and just rush in with the ask can be can be a lot and it can be overwhelming so it's okay to take your time and to to find out whether they're going to be a good fit because this is somebody you could be working with for the rest of your life right that was uh there was an article i was reading uh and they had referenced i believe the book lean in and <laughs> there was a comment made in there where you don't want to be the person and the in the Dr. Seuss book that's going around saying, are you my mother? Are you my mentor? Are you my mentor? Yeah. Are you my mentor? You need, to, you need to take that time, like you said, and play the long game and build an actual relationship. And naturally, that typically evolves into some kind of mentorship uh, relationship versus going in for the hard ask straight away. They know nothing about you and you... You're, you don't know that much about them. This is like one of the virtues of, of patience. Right. Of, of slowing down for some, I mean, some things you need to move super, super quick, but other things like this, or this is definitely one of those things. Finding a solid mentor is one of those things. It's okay to be patient with. Right. So I think we threw a lot of information at you and just kind of wrap, circling back to kind of, pack it all up in finding your mentor look in the places where you can that you're already involved with you're already engaged they probably do have something built in there that you can transition into mentorship um, also look in places where people that are passionate about the same things reside whether that is a conference a local event, a club, you're volunteering. An online community. Online community, something I want to throw in. Check out some um, apps even like Bumble Biz, where it's like the dating app Bumble, but it's to match up uh, professionals mm -hmm. and they can mentor one another. So check out things like that or check out a site like Meetup. Or popriotor.com. Or popriotor.com. <laughs> Brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> That should be your first stop. Popriotor is a platform I built for mentoring. It's We're kind of beta testing at the moment. Yeah, so best time to get in. Test it out. You might even have influence on shaping it. Totally. So look in those places, and then when you're reaching out, do your research. Don't go in for the hard ask. 
have some patience. And then when you do want to make that connection, have something specific and actionable. So that way, when you do get together, you have something you both are working towards and then you can gauge that fit. And that's why you're starting with your desires. You're starting with finding your passion, finding your purpose, going from there. I, I wanted to add one more thing to that, yeah. if I could. Tell people. Tell people what you're passionate about. Tell people your desires. Take a second and write them down and post them on the wall in your bedroom. And every morning you wake up and you see your desires there as you walk out to go brush your teeth, uh, to go start your day. You close your eyes, maybe you meditate, you touch the ground for the first time in the day and you take those first steps and you see your desires. And every single morning you're then reiterating the things that you love in your life that you're pursuing without question. I love that. I think that's where we should end. Leave them with that thought. No mentor moment of the week? I mean... I think that's a good place to end. Yeah. Because our mentor moment of the week is going to wrap up next week. Yeah, yeah. Well, for all of you, uh, we're recording today on uh, Halloween, so have a spooktacular evening. Uh, We hope you did when you're listening to this. If you haven't already done so already, give us a follow on Facebook. If you have any questions, shoot us a message, drop it in the comments, give us a like, facebook.com slash thepoppedcast, P-O-P-D. All right, signing off. Thank Bye. you.